0: This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 157. Today we are talking with Brittany Graham from Happy Home Hum, and Brittany's gonna teach us all about how to get and stay organized in our homes and how to beautify our homes and figure out new routines to get us there and then keep us to stay there. And just after we're done talking with Brittany, we're going to move then to our Spoonful of Spirit segment with our friend Lindy Shock from Enix Studies, and she's going to talk to us all about the ABCs of repentance. And I really love how this topic of repentance and change is following up our topic of getting into new routines, of changing how things are going in our homes. I hope you'll be inspired by them as I am. I feel like I'm all ready to go and work on myself and work on my home. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Well hello Brittany Graham. It is so fun for me to have you on here. I'm good buddies with your sister-in-law Hannah Stevenson who has also been on our podcast a few different times with her art and we'll link up to that of course people want to remember those podcasts but Brittany I am just honored honored to have you on here today. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be so exciting. I need to hear all about your organization skills that you talk about in Happy Home Home because we're just coming off of the summer. I, which I tried to do a lot of organizing projects in the summer too, because I do feel like we have kind of longer periods of time for like cleaning up a pantry and stuff like that. But now that all my kids are in school, except for one, I kind of have time for more of the like puttering home projects and cleaning and organizing. And the summer just got really messy. So Tell me all about Happy Home Home. What's the story behind it and how you got started?
1: So about, let's see, in 2014, when my oldest daughter was one and a half, I listened to this talk by David A. Bednar, um, one of the leaders of our church, and he invited people to flood the earth with goodness and to share the light of Christ online, just with happy examples or by sharing specific gospel messages online. And that really left an impression on me. And so I started sharing little things on social media, but I kept feeling like I should start a blog or something. But to be honest, I was kind of afraid of the time commitment since I had little ones and I didn't even know exactly what I would talk about. And of course, I didn't really know anything about website stuff. So but since I was a little kid, I do remember being thrilled when my mom let me organize her craft closet and since then, I've always liked doing little home projects like recovering our dining chairs or decorating my kids' bedrooms. And I even, once I had heard that talk, I kind of started taking pictures of little projects that I did and thinking that someday I might share them. I just really relished organizing. And I had I noticed that a lot of people would ask me about organizing, including Hannah, my sister-in-law. She was like, I need... I need your brain. She tells me that all the time. I need your brain. She always is asking me questions about organizing her home. And then about four years ago, my husband and I read the book, the more of less by Christian author and minimalist, Joshua Becker. And that book was immensely influential in how I viewed my possessions. And it helped me determine whether the things that I had in my home were helping me fulfill my calling in life or holding me back or distracting me. And so over time, my idea became clearer and clearer, but I still had no name for my website. And that was a big deal for me because I wanted to reserve the name across every platform and everything.
0: It took but, me forever to find the name, Helping Happiness. Like that was what yes. was killing me. I had all the ideas. I I'd do everything that I wanted to do it, but yeah, it was almost like that was the Lord's way of reining me in that it wasn't yeah. quite time, right? Like, no, which is totally. The and then it was as soon as I got it, I could do. Yes.
1: All yes. That's totally how I felt. And you know, it really could have been those years. Like maybe I needed those years to just let things simmer, you know, and to really figure out what I would talk about. And then once I had the name, I was like, okay, this is great. We, we can go with this. So yeah, like I, it was like six and a half years later than that initial prompting that I finally came up with the name, happy home, hum. And I just went for it. I signed up for a website and everything, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I even felt kind of sheepish putting myself out there since, I don't have a Pinterest perfect home. I have a pretty regular home, but somehow I felt that people needed to know that women, that mothers needed to know that they could have a more organized, clean or beautiful space regardless on where they live or how much money they make, even in today's housing market. Um, And even in the short time I've been online, I've been so humbled to have been able to connect with other women, including some people in my family, that I normally wouldn't have connected with in this way and see how they've been able to make amazing improvements in their own homes with just a little bit of guidance and support.
0: That is what I love the most about this whole Instagram or Facebook communities I mean that is it's such a good way to connect with people that can bless your life that's how I found out about you is from Instagram when our yeah. my friend Hannah was posting about the things that you were doing and I'm oh my gosh I need to talk to Brittany <laughs> I need to meet her this is so awesome so and I love also how you said you let it simmer for a while because I felt the same way before we started this podcast is that but for me it was a talk given by President Nelson several years ago that kind of got me thinking about it and feeling like there was some kind of voice that I needed to have. And so I'm really, I really identify with you on that. So let's, I forgot to, let's go back. I totally forgot for you to tell us about your family and your kids' (laughs) ages and everything. So let's, I'm going to go back just to touch back so that we can hear just a little bit more about you. And then let's jump right back into this and kind of what you did once you figured out your name and everything.
1: Yeah. So my husband and I have been married for 10 years in December, which is really exciting. Yay. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about, my husband really wants to go on a trip to France. Me too. Did he serve <laughs> in France on his mission? Yes, he did. And I, I'm just a little hesitant because our
0: kids are still kind of little, but it, it would be really fun to do Those that. Plane eventually. tickets are so cheap. I almost booked tickets this weekend. Almost. <laughs> Like, I even drew out a whole map of Europe and timed out where, how long it would take to drive everywhere. And yeah, oh, I'm just dying. I want to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, that would be so fun. But yeah, our kids are we have an eight year old girl, a six year old boy, a three year old girl, and a two year old girl. So they're all pretty young still. And my husband is an accountant and works from home. And I'm currently homeschooling my kiddos. And we love to go on little outings. My husband, since he had served in France, he just really, really loves cooking all sorts of different food around the world. And he has kind of a travel bug, but since we don't travel as much with our little kids, we... Kind of travel the world with our taste buds with some of the stuff that he cooks.
0: Love that. Love that. I need to get in on some of that French cooking. That's a
1: genre I'm not as
0: strong in. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he loves Indian cooking and just all sorts of stuff. It's fun. And then I love to do anything creative. I love playing music, decorating my home, and gardening. And my husband and I together, we like watching movies, including some foreign films. And of course, Hallmark specials <laughs> <laughs> together. It's like, I have just that guilty pleasure with the Hallmark specials.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it that he'll watch them with you. That's I know kind of it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. So my husband served in Mexico. So I'm a lot better at the Mexico cooking than <laughs> I am the French cooking, but I really want to learn about. French cooking better I need that's kind of my newest segue I want to start trying I love Indian food too oh all yes. these things we can just eat together it'd be so yes fun. <laughs> okay well let's get back to happy home home so why do people have such a hard time getting and staying organized because I'm the queen of like okay I'm going to take on this project but it's just ends it's up my mail. It's, I don't know what it is with me and my mail and my paper clutter. I can do pretty good on my keeping my kitchen organized and things like that. I have systems in place, but I just get so overwhelmed. And I don't know why I get so stuck with that. So enlighten me. Why am I getting so having such a hard time staying organized?
1: Yeah. So I think there are really five reasons, at least five reasons that come to my mind of why people. Have such a hard time getting and staying organized so the first reason is they don't know how to create effective organization systems that stick because people will
0: organize it and then it will just kind of disintegrate. doesn't really work with the everyday life right yeah. Like you think this is going to work but in reality i'm not going to keep it up
1: yeah which can be really demoralizing um and then the second reason is kind of like what you mentioned, they are completely overwhelmed by all of the things in their entire home and have no idea where to start. Or, or sometimes they'll start puttering around and like half organize this thing or half organize that thing. It's
0: just Well, and one project leads to another. That's what I found in my home. You know, I was trying to reorganize my my closet and then I'm like, okay, but now I have all this stuff that has to go somewhere else. So now I need to organize that space because there's not room for it there. And then that leads to the pantry. And then that leads like here, yeah. like, I don't know, chasing it all around. So maybe I just need to do all of the things. So keep going yeah. with these. Other things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think in some ways that can be a good thing that one project leads to another. Like I found that if I organize one space, sometimes I have more, more room and that solves another organization problem. But When you're going around and just half starting and just getting overwhelmed, obviously that's not very effective. Um, but the third reason they struggle with is, or they struggle with organization is sometimes they have a hard time, for whatever reason, letting go of things that don't serve them or their family members. And that is that is I, me. That's totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I didn't really realize it. This going back to that book I mentioned um, by Joshua Becker, like he really talks about some of the reasons we hold on to things. And it was just really eye opening that there's a lot of psychology that goes on with why we hold on to things. So again, I highly recommend that book, but the fourth reason that people have a hard time is they think it has to be perfect (laughs) and they give up before even trying because they see, Oh, well maybe I can't afford all of those organizing bins or I can't, there's no way I can do that with, with kids in my house. And so they just don't even try. Um, and the last thing that holds people back is they live with other people.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. 100% in my life. <laughs> yeah, and
1: it kind of goes back to what we talked about before, not knowing how to create effective organization systems that stick, but it does change change the game a bit when you're living with a spouse or even roommates or your kids. Um and not really knowing how to create a system that works for multiple people. So I think in general, all of those are really valid struggles that people have. But the main takeaway that can help combat some of these struggles is that it's just knowing that your organization will get better as you start playing around with it. It doesn't have to be perfect at first and it won't have to stay that way forever. So you can just try it out. And if it doesn't work, change it. It's all a part of the process. Also organization is a skill. If you're overwhelmed, you can start with something really small like a junk drawer or your spice cabinet and doing that small project kind of like what you were talking about will help you build up momentum in order to do some of the larger spaces.
0: I love that. organization is a skill. okay I'm gonna remind myself that. It's just a skill I need to create. It's a muscle right. I need to build. I love that. You have this great little hum making system. That I can't wait to have you go through. So, it's got these four steps of how we can kind of get ourselves back on track. So, do you mind if we go through those? Can we go through those four steps? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So, the four steps of the hum making system it's not homemaking, it's hum making. <laughs> but the four steps are number one, repair, two, clean and declutter, three, organize, and four, beautify. So, As you can kind of tell, these steps build on each other. We're repairing before we worry about making things pretty, but I'll just go through each of these steps and kind of break it down. So in the repair step, it includes things like repairing or upgrading your home and maybe even furniture. And then in the clean and declutter step, it helps us get a nice and clean base and helps us know what stuff we are actually working with. And then we organize which is where we take the things that we have kept and organize them into effective systems using baskets or bins and labels. And then the last step is beautify where we take everything and make it pretty and personal for you and your family.
0: Okay. So do you mind if we talk about repair for just a minute and like (laughs) go a little deeper for me? So when you say repair and upgrade and furniture and all this, all of a sudden I'm like, Okay. I can already think of maybe 30 home things that need to be repaired. (laughs) How do I narrow that down?
1: Yeah. So in the system itself, knowing that this is an issue for people, I broke all of these steps down into, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. So in the system, we have one room focus each month. And then that room is broken into these four steps and really the repair step You go through and you just take note in each specific room. So in one month, you're only focusing on like, say your bathroom, you're going through your bathroom and you're looking around and saying, oh, like my faucet doesn't work. I need to fix that. Or maybe you have some chunks out of your wall that you need to fix. It's things like that, or even bigger repairs. But the idea is that you only go through that one space in that month. So you don't get paralyzed by
0: all of the things that there are to do, because I totally understand that being a real okay, thing I love that okay so for our repair example so like a bathroom fixture or faucet or maybe you need to regrout grout your shower or something like that right
1: right, okay, right. now
0: if we're going to do cleaning declutter let's say I'm doing my laundry room on that what would you say clean or declutter for like a laundry room
1: so I think sometimes we have a lot of excess product, like maybe laundry products, maybe you have some half empty bottles or something that need to be consolidated or thrown away, or maybe products you don't use, or maybe clean and declutter that would include deep cleaning your laundry room. So maybe wiping down the baseboards, cleaning your washing, washing machine, stuff like that. Just getting a nice fresh slate.
0: Ooh, I love that. Okay. So, and then organize, what room should we organize? What do you think? What's a good example for? <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> man, like the kitchen.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Tell me what like or rather, organization. your pantry. I've heard a couple people complaining about their pantry recently. <laughs> so in the pantry organizing, assuming you've already cleaned and decluttered and all that, you would only have food in there that you actually use. So we've already done all that. But in the organized step, you would find baskets or bins or just figure out a system for keeping your food organized. It's buying the organization products and then putting in a
0: system that will work for your family. Which I found this is actually a really great time of year to buy organization things because of school starting. And a lot of those things are starting to go on clearance. I found a whole bunch of baskets for like a buck that were normally a lot more because they were all kind of in the corner of the school supply section, you know, and I'm like, Oh, yes. this is so great. I can. Yes. We took on the huge project of painting our pantry this summer. So that was, and for some reason I got the most horrible paint ever. So it was like three or four coats of paint by the time I was done. And oh it was God. like it felt horrible, but be hard. <laughs> it looks so much better. It looks so much cleaner because it's just that nice, bright white, instead of the dingy gross anyway and got new bins yeah. it like makes me so happy to yeah it. it makes a huge difference it's like
1: life it's life-changing you know <laughs> when you get a space in order you're like oh my gosh
0: this is so much better it feels so good every time I walk in there I'm like oh look at my beautiful pantry I just yes love it. and I didn't go the expensive route which I would have loved to do and really have it that would have taken it to the next level on the beautify I guess yeah. But, you know, having it organized and functional and not spending all the money on a pantry was actually great for me. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think
1: okay, so, all, of that stuff okay. is, all of that stuff, I think, is maybe not more important, but I think function wise, of course, it's more important than putting <laughs> fancy
0: things in your pantry. It's better for it to function. Amen to that. Okay. And then your beautify, like, let's say, I don't know, like a front entryway. What would you say for that? Mine is yeah. sometimes cluttered in shoes, but I keep trying to move them out of there and stuff like that. But
1: yeah. And so, like with the shoe thing, you know, you would want to go back to the organized step and figure out a system for that. But as far as beautify for an entryway, I have a few things that I personally love in entryways. I love having a pretty coat hook. Um, something that's personal, they have there's so many options. But having a coat hook that's functional too, that can kind of Go back into organizing because when your guests come, they hang up their coats. They know exactly where to put their stuff. And then having a beautiful mirror or artwork that tells a little bit about yourself. Because when people come into your house, you're telling a story. And so your entryway needs to kind of convey who you are and help people feel comfortable and welcome. Tell a story. Oh, I love
0: that. That's awesome. So I need to think, cause we don't really wear coats in Texas, but I definitely would love some kind of bench or something for all of my kids, friends, random things that trickles in there. At least they know where it is so they can grab it back on their way out and not leave it at my house. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's super functional because if you have a pretty chair or a bench, or if you have space for that, obviously people can sit down while they put their shoes on and even the coat rack, people can hang their purses on. So you're really creating a little mini space for your guests. Oh, I love that. Okay.
0: I need a coat rack. This is going to be awesome. Things that I never mm. thought of because we wear coats like two months a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. So let's get back down to, I want to hear why this has been so important to you, to all your organization, because I know this is really important to you and maybe <laughs> going to be inspired by what you, what you have to say. I know it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I think life is crazy for starters. Like it's crazy for everybody. And when life gets crazy or just continues to be crazy, I think it's really nice to be able to go and organize something and have it instantly decrease some of the craziness. For example, if you organize your sock drawer, you know, that the next time you go to get some socks, you won't waste a couple of minutes trying to find a matching pair or getting stuck with a holy pair of socks which is a really, I mean, that's not the funnest feeling, you know? Yeah, I think decluttering and cleaning our homes or just taking care of our space in general is a form of self-care and can be really therapeutic. Just like doing other hard things like exercising or eating well, organizing can impact us in ways that we might not realize at first. So I really found it interesting to find out that there were some researchers at BYU who did a study about the home and how families in each home treated each other. What was the most interesting about this study was that they found that the square footage and even overall organization mattered less than how people felt about their homes, which is not what they were expecting. You know, they were expecting to go in and find out that, you know, if you have this many people, you need to multiply the square footage by that many people and somehow have a formula for the perfect size of home but they found that in essence, the way that we feel about our homes can affect our mental well-being and family dynamic. So in the article, they suggested hanging family pictures up to help family members feel important and connected. And I just really love that. It just shows how important our space is in regards to taking care of our families. And beyond that, I know that so many people feel embarrassed about their homes, or they feel like they don't know where to start, like you were talking about um, to even make their space comfortable for their family or, or loved ones. And then there are people who are not able to buy a house right now and are having a hard time figuring out how to maximize the space that they do have in order to meet their needs. This is in this housing market. It's just totally insane. And so many people are in that boat. And since this is a skill that I feel like I've been blessed with and have had a lot of opportunity to practice, I am really hoping to break things down for people so they can find greater joy
0: in their homes today. I love that. And I, it is an issue. I I have a sister that's been trying to buy a house for like a year, but either the houses are just selling too quick or like, it's just, everything is getting to be so expensive from when she started looking. It's so crazy. So I love that you kind of have that making the best with what you've got kind of attitude. I think that's awesome. So I also love how you compare our homes to temples because temples in our religion are our, cause you're also a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like me
2: mm-hmm. and
0: our temples are our holiest places. And so will you go into that a little bit? Cause I love your take on our homes and temples.
1: Yes. And we've heard that comparison in general conference and things like that, but For centuries, temples have been holy places where individuals symbolically leave the world to grow closer to God, to feel his spirit, to receive comfort and direction and to learn more about his ways. And I think we can all relate to these same purposes about um, these same purposes in temples today. At first, the mountains served as temples because they were a high place, symbolic of growing closer to God. And then I love the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 108 verse, or sorry, I love the scripture, Doctrine and Covenants section 109 verse eight, where it says, organize yourselves. And this is actually a scripture in reference to the temple, but it says, organize yourselves, prepare every needful thing and establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. And I love to apply that scripture to my own home in all of those different ways but moreover I just love the idea that um, I can create a home that is peaceful and calm clean and orderly and fill it with beautiful music and art that helps me and my family remember God and so that's the really the end goal of all of the things that I do for my own home I think it's really tempting to want to do things that are on trend or Look pretty and whatever. But ultimately, creating an inviting and comfortable space for my family where God's spirit can dwell is the end goal. And if my relationships are suffering for the sake of having my house perfectly perfect, then I have lost sight of that goal.
0: I love that. I love that. And that's one of my favorite scriptures, too. I love that. Organize yourselves. I have- And at this time, I mean, our temples have been open and shut and hard to get in and booked up. So it's been so nice to try to make my home be that holy place because I don't have that holy place right now. So I think that's such a great thing to remember that there's probably going to be other times in our lives with all the craziness that keeps going on when we're going to need our homes to be that sanctuary. So thanks for sharing that. Okay. So let's tell everybody where we can find you to get more of this wonderfulness that you've got here.
1: Yeah. You can find me at happyhomehum.com where if you subscribe, you'll get a free cleaning checklist and it includes pretty much every space, every room you might have in your house. Nice. Yes. I worked super hard on it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and it's cute. So you can hang it up to help you remember to do your things. But um, the other thing that you could access on there is the hum making system that we were talking about. And I'm also at happy home hum on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Love it. Love it. And I love the things that you share on there. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we go into our helpful and happy questions? <laughs> yes.
1: So I, I, just wanted to give a shout out to people, um, because I have personally suffered with my own mental health battles and these experiences have deeply affected my approach with happy home hump I just want anyone who is suffering loneliness, depression, anxiety, or anything else to know that I see you. I get that. It's so hard. It can be so hard to get going and do the things that you deeply want to do or wish that you wanted to do like organizing your house for instance. Still, we have been born with this God given desire to be better. This is a really good thing, but Satan is really good at twisting that desire to our detriment by setting our minds on the many ways in which we may be falling short. This can leave us feeling less than and hopeless. In this world inundated with social media and Pinterest perfection, it's vital that we learn the art of not being perfect and being secure in our own shortcomings. The only way that I feel we can really do this is. Through faith in Jesus Christ and trust that through his grace, we and our families can be whole in ways that we could never achieve on our own. That thought is so comforting to me. And beyond this, even just a little bit of effort can go a long way. Think of the widow's mite in the New Testament through the merciful grace of God, our tiny efforts can become more magnificent than we would imagine. That thought applies to life relationships and even our homes. So whether you're organizing with leftover yogurt containers or bins from the container store, I know that you will find joy as you take steps toward making your home a little bit better.
0: I love that you say organizing with leftover yogurt containers because my mom's refrigerator looks like it's full of margarine. (laughs) She uses margarine containers for everything. And so I'm always like, okay, what are all of these things
2: in here? And it's
0: just
1: like, you know, you got to work with what you got. Like like we were talking about.
0: Well, and it's the whole, for her, it's like the whole not wasting something, you know, Yeah, this great container. I, this is just wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I love that. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I do think that having a tidy, organized place does help a little bit with anxiety and things like that too. Do you, have you found that in your life with?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so because it's like when you wake up in the morning and you walk out to your kitchen and it's a total wreck. You're already starting 10 steps behind, but if you wake up and you've taken the time the night before to go through and just make sure your kitchen counters are clear, you can start with a clean slate that day. doesn't have to, you don't have to start with left
0: yesterday's mess. Yeah. You can just start fresh and move forward. I love that. Okay, well, let's get to know you a little bit better with our helpful and happy questions here. So these kind of stem from our Helping of Happiness blog, where we talk about family recipes and family travel. And um, we also, that's where we have the house for our podcast archives. And then we love to talk about home and family tips on there. And you're the queen of those. So I can't wait for that last question. So, okay. First one, what is your favorite food or meal? So, I'm just going to go straight for the dessert and say, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, let's just be honest for a minute, right? <laughs> but I love lemon bars, like hands down. And I, that's just something that I have struggled to actually cook they're on my tricky, own. Because they can turn out so runny. Yes. They
0: can, yes, they're a hard I, one.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've made them one time successfully when I was a lot younger and I just have not been successful since then. So I, and I hardly, I just hardly ever eat them. So, but they're one of my favorite taste
0: sensations for sure. But when you do, it's a magical experience. Oh yes. It's totally magical. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. What is the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation or both? Yeah.
1: So I think that I'm a little biased. Like I have a little recency bias here, but I recently just this summer, I went on a trip by myself for the first time. Oh, I- dreamy. <laughs> yes. It was a totally new experience. There were times when it was a little scary, you know, being by myself. Um, but it was so good. So refreshing and renewing. And it- I had gone to D.C. where we had lived for a short time when my husband was doing an internship. So it was just fun to be in that place and see all of the amazing sites and just be totally inspired by everything that's there. I love D.C. as
0: well. How fun that you got to live there for a short time. Yes, it was so fun. I love it. So fun. I love D.C. too. I really want to go back there next spring when they have the open house for the Washington, D.C. temple. I'm just... I think I'm gonna just pile everybody in the car and let's just go see the temple and then we'll walk around the sites and I did mention it to my kids last time we went it was like record heat in DC and to the point where I don't think it had been that hot since the 1800s it was like the hottest day they'd ever had and they were telling everyone get out of the national mall just go inside the smithsonians if you're there because it's too hot to walk the monuments and so I told my kids okay I really want to go back and do this and they're like it's too hot their mom we can't I'm like no it won't be that hot next time we go yeah party, it's not Just usually pick the right like, time it's not usually
1: <laughs> like Texas and DC but <laughs> yeah or see the cherry blossoms while you're there
0: time yes it right. that is a dream oh yeah. I would love to do that that would be so cool oh so awesome I love it there okay and let's get down to this homemaking hack because you're a home hack pro over here
1: Yeah. So I was trying to think of like what the most effective hack I could share would be. And I think a lot of people have a ton of wasted space in their home or they're lacking storage. They don't know where to put stuff. And that's simply because they're not using their vertical space. So for example, I feel like my garage is the best example of this. Um, In our garage, we have Safe racks, which are like ceiling shelves that hang from the ceiling, and those are a total game changer. We put all of our Christmas decorations up there, and then we also have utility rack hanger things for rakes and shovels and things like that on our walls. And then we have a peg board, which I had never used before actually, but I just set it up a couple months ago for my husband for Father's Day and It has stayed organized, which, if you find something that stays organized, it's like you know you've won. So, yes, it's
0: a total win. So, I have a son, he's 15, and he's obsessed with organization. He's like, when I need a project, I grab him because he is the only other person in my family that is like, oh, doesn't it look great? (laughs) But he told my husband and I, he's like, okay, I've had it with this garage we're going to Home Depot. You guys are buying pegboard and I am going to organize the garage. And we're like, all right. And he did. We, yes. of My husband helped him like nailing up the pegboard and different things like that, teaching him how to find the studs and nailing it up. But yeah, he organized it. And it has stayed organized. Yeah. It is such a relief to not just have our tools in boxes everywhere. Yes. And we're always digging through trying to find stuff. It's amazing. So totally, yeah. And my husband was
1: honestly very reluctant. He wasn't sure he wanted a pegboard, board, but I just couldn't stand it. It was driving me insane because we just had this lump of tools Yeah, and now it's all on the wall. You can see it all and you know exactly where stuff goes. It's, it's a game changer.
0: It is. It's so great. I even have my little, because we had Melanie for plan for awesome. Who's our mutual friend on our podcast. And she had me getting all these different emergency preparedness tools and things like that. So now they have their pegs. So if I have an emergency, I can see right where where my gas shut off thing is. And it's just going to be, I'm not going to be digging through this big pile of stuff. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then also in my garage, I have just one of those cheap, clear plastic shoe hangers hung on a wall. (laughs) And I love using that for gardening gloves. Yes, that is brilliant. Gardening gloves. They're always in just a big pile. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Or just like, I have a lot of my gardening stuff in that one. So like gardening twine and
0: just all of those little random things. Like maybe I need to put my little clipper things in there. You know, you're when you cut the rose bushes and it's like Mm -hmm. you can never find the clippers. Yeah. I need to do that. That's such a Mm -hmm. good idea. Ooh, you yeah. can even put your seeds in there. Yeah, you could. Yeah. There's so much you can do with it. And it's so, oh, my mind. This is so yeah, awesome.
1: anybody can do that. So anyway, okay. yeah. If you're needing just a little extra storage or a little extra space, never underestimate the power of vertical space using that up and down space on your walls.
0: Awesome. Okay. I'm inspired. I'm going to make a change. It's going to be so great. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Let's do it. because At least here in Texas, it's like our big times of year to garden are the spring and the fall because it's just so dang hot. Everything dies in the summer. So I'm going to have to start getting into some more of my fall decluttering and gardening. So if I can have my little wonderful rack. Oh, it's going to be so great. I can't wait. Okay that's going to be my project. I'll throw those on Instagram. So now I'm accountable because I said it on the podcast. (laughs) Okay. So let's go ahead. You had a question for me on the yeah, Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think I might know the answer, but you might surprise me on this one. (laughs) What's the most important room in your home?
0: Okay. So this is really, really hard for me because I love my whole house. Well, most of my whole house. (laughs) Because I love my room because that's where I sleep and I just never get enough of that. But I love my kitchen because I love creating in my kitchen. That was probably your guess, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. But maybe my favorite, favorite room is actually my family room because that's where we all get together and we talk and that's where we really spend our most family time and we love to watch movies together. Or I love just when we can have our family chats or family councils or things like that. I love sitting on my couch and relaxing with my totally. family. So. Yeah, so that was a hard, that's tough. I gave you three answers. That I, I kind of cheated on that. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. This was so awesome. I sure appreciate you spending time with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much
1: for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right, Lindy, let's have our spoonful of spirit. Let's talk about our lesson for today which is abc repentance repentance yes. ABC, abc repentance
2: abc is a repentance even though there's a d in there but the abc is a ABCs repentance. and D of repentance <laughs> to to start this one i just want to read a list and and just pay attention to the feelings that you're feeling as you hear the words so i'm going to start out with sin mistakes Guilt, fear, repentance, change, growth, passion, peace, progression. So when you hear that list, and this is what I'm going to challenge is, is that some of those words I'm assuming you had, most people would have had kind of a, a negative reaction to, or, you know, the feelings that it brought was, was negative. And I, I would suggest that we could probably change all of that to be a positive reaction. Um, and when you hear those things, then, then it brings hope and, and excitement and things. I, it's interesting because growing up for me, repentance meant going and seeing your Bishop. Right as a as a
0: youth. If you had to repent. I know you think that yeah, it's just for maybe it's those heavier things, right? Yeah, yeah. And when people would be like, I repent every day. And I was like,
2: What? What are you doing every day? (laughs) That you would need to repent every day. You know, these are these are my youth thought processes, right? And and even into my twenties, you know, I was like, I I think I have this thing figured out, you know, like don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm good. You know, I, I don't know why I'm not being translated. <laughs> it's so funny to look back on that because those are like literal thoughts that I've had. <laughs> um so, but then when you think about repentance, if you can change that, and 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 in my life I've been able to change that to to connect it to the the change, growth, progression, peace, that is repentance. You know, we talk about changing and being better and we talk about making goals and and achieving them and we talk about taking things in our personality that we don't necessarily care for and working towards removing those things or changing our thoughts and and identifying our limiting beliefs and changing them and you know all of those things that are a part of um what you know the big trend is uh, emotional intelligence right um and we take all of those things and and we we have a positive reaction to that but a negative reaction to the word repentance and i would submit that that is what repentance is slash add one more element in that we include god in all of that that is repentance repentance is change growth progression peace and including god in in our progression in our change and that is what repentance is and so when people say i repent every day oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, there are things that I fall short. I yell at my kids, um, even though it's my goal not to yell, you know, finding peaceful discipline and and setting healthy boundaries with my kids, all of those things that I work towards, but when I'm hungry and tired and and my baby's crying, I'm not necessarily at my peak performance. <laughs> and And I yell at my two older kids, and then that night I get to reflect and and say, okay, this happened again. How do I, what triggered me? What happened? Heavenly Father, how can I be better? Let's try it again the next day. So now I totally understand repenting every day. Even things like um, I played that game on my phone longer (laughs) than, than really I should have. It turned from like just, you know, something fun for a minute and turn into a distraction from keeping me from better things or, you know, just things like that, where we just take those little tweaks and those little things to be a little bit better every day. And that is repentance. Um, And if you can look at that, then it's actually quite exciting and joyful. And so when you think about sin and mistakes and guilt and fear, those are drivers to get us to to change, but they're all, but they're not bad. You know, I I mean, okay. Let me take that. Sins, there are some sins that could be pretty okay. bad. A little
0: bad.
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me switch that. Okay. So sins, um, I, I can see that being, that might not be included in that list because there are some sins that, that are, are bad and they're not just little tweaks that need The repentance that I thought repentance was when I was a youth and you need priesthood help and you need other help. So, but mistakes, guilt, fear, we were just talking about the Lord chastising the people when they were, when they didn't build the temple, when he asked them to in Kirtland. And so that chastisement and that guilt isn't necessarily something to say, you are a bad person. And what you're doing as a whole, your whole personality is wrong and you're a terrible person. No, the guilt is a driver to be like, hey, take this little piece and just just switch it, you know, include Heavenly Father and 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 switch this little thing. So guilt and chastisement is is just Heavenly Father working to just show us where we can make those changes. So that's my big thing on repentance. Now, when I hear repentance, then it's actually quite, uh, I have a positive reaction. I get excited about it. It
0: gives you Uh, a fresh start, which is what I love about it. It lets you become, I love a fresh start. It's like the beginning of the school year. I love for that or the beginning of the new year. I love for that because I, have a constant need to start over and try again. And it just feels so good when you're like, I want to leave this behind and become better. And it is frustrating when you have the same issues over and over again. Like I definitely feel like my goals often stay the same from year to year, but I, I want to keep trying. And I think I do get a little bit better at these things as I've grown. Yeah, absolutely. Even
2: having the desire to change, creates change and it might be slow but but we can we can do it and and if if we can let go of some of those negative feelings that that tell us that we're a bad person if we need to repent or we're a bad person if we have guilt or those things and those those feelings um actually do kind of hold us back from from progressing because we're not we're um seeing it as a negative instead of as a positive and so yeah if we can if we can keep those those thoughts and those goals and and have the desire to change then change will happen it's it's a beautiful thing <laughs> a, a natural law love that and i like the quote by jeffrey r holland that i had in the lesson it says a very beautiful oh the very beauty of the word repentance is the promise of escaping old problems, old habits, old sorrows, and old sins. It is among the most hopeful and encouraging and most peaceful words in the gospel vocabulary. And that is really encompasses the whole, the whole idea that I have with repentance. It's very fun. So for the lessons, I came up with ABCD. There's, you can find a bunch of them out there, but I I kind of made my own. because I, I didn't find one that actually said what I wanted to, but so A, B, C, D of repentance, we have admit for the A, A, admit, B, be sorry, C, correct it, and D, don't do it again, so that's, I mean, that's very condensed for the kids, for the youth, I actually had a few more, and then I made a game, and my, my kids Loved the game. So we played Go Fish with it. You can play any matching game with it, but we played Go Fish. And so they collected them all. And then after we collected them all, then we talked about the ones, the matches that each of them had. And it was fun to go through the cards and and take experiences that they have. I actually made these cards according to my kids. (laughs) I'm assuming most kids. When that works out. (laughs) (laughs) So it was fun for me to be like, oh, sneaking candy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that you can repent from that? Um, So so that was fun. It was a fun game for us. Um, And then there was a little coloring page that they got to do. For the youth, I I got in a little bit deeper, and I actually took. Instead of four, I have seven things. And then I on the back of it, I talked about how to add Christ in. And just to reiterate that repentance is making change and progress including while well, including Christ and God in our lives. So on the one side, I have recognize when I do something wrong, take responsibility for my actions, say sorry to those who are affected, pray and tell God I am sorry, do my best to correct the wrong decide I don't want to do that thing anymore and set up helps, reminders and tools to help me when I'm tempted. Um, and then on the back of those, then it says, "How do I include God in these?" And, and every step you're, every time you make a mistake, you're not going to do every single step, but there's, it's good to know some of these things to, to help you progress and, and say on some of them, I'm going to do these three to help me move past this and move forward. And I like the setup helps, reminders, and tools to help me in the future. For instance, one of the things that I set up, talking about my playing on the game on my phone too much, I was forgetting to pray. Bizarre to even say that, but that's what was happening. And I was, I probably more importantly was that I wasn't including God in some of the stuff in my life like I used to. And when I talked to him and when I was praying one time, I'm like, Heavenly Father, why did I not include you in this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <He> <laughs> why didn't you ask on. me?
2: I've been waiting for you. I'm here. <laughs> Just uh, use me when you're ready. And the idea came to mind. Why don't you use your your game? Because I was playing my game multiple times a day. And he's like, why? the person came to use that addiction. <laughs> I'm going to call it addiction because it was at the time. Use that addiction to pray. So then anytime I wanted to pull up that game or anytime, it was almost like automatic sometimes. So I'd be in the middle of pulling up the game and remember, oh, I'm going to pray first. And so I used that vice to then change it to something positive. So that's that's part of the repentance, like set up helps, reminders, and tools. So my tool to help me to remember to pray and include God throughout the day, not just in my morning and night prayers, was whenever I wanted to play my game. I instead prayed and it opened up these great midday conversations with heavenly father. And I just using that tool to remind me. And so that was, that's a fun thing to do is, is take your vices and your weaknesses and, and use them as reminders to do something else.
0: That's amazing. I never would have think to do something like that, but that's such a good idea. <laughs> well, and probably really helpful idea to somebody who really is steeped in addiction and needs some extra help. I mean, yeah. just think of all the times that you're tempted to do something that you shouldn't be and saying a prayer during that time instead, how powerful that can be in your repentance yeah. and that.
2: Yeah, and, and the truth is, I still, after I pray, then there's a couple times when I still open the game and play a little bit but I, and i that I'm not saying that that's bad. Like, I'm okay with a little bit of gameplay. I'm not okay with the addiction part of it. So, yeah, having a tool like that to help you,, like you said, um when you're tempted to have to have something like that set up, um, and also if you're wanting to add something into your life using those something that you think about a lot, like, for instance, my friend, she would often, Um, have bad thoughts about her body, um, and how big she was, and, and, you know, that she wasn't attracted. And, and that was something that, that she thought about multiple times a day. And if she could use that tool of whenever I think about this, I'm actually going to do this. That's a good, you know, that'll help me remind me to do this and create this other habit on top of it, or, you know, and then until it kind of slowly drowns it out.
0: Awesome. Just when we don't think we have time, we find those little pockets, right? That we've been kind yeah. of wasting away. <laughs> yeah. When we're, my friend,
2: side note, my, my friend decided to get off social media and she's, she's an influencer. That's uh, hard. So that, was a, that was a big deal for her. And she works, she said, sometimes I work eight to 10 hours a day and she has two teenage girls. She has a, a hair studio in her house so she still feels like she's home but she's not there present with her girls for sure and she said she sometimes works eight to ten hours a day and then you know how your phone gives you your weekly screen uh, time screen time yes she said she went from three hours a day to a half hour a day screen time and and she's like that means that I was working for 8 to 10 hours and then on social media for 3 hours which is basically the hours that we're awake and so all of the you know her girls were just needing attention from her and she when she made that goal she was able to give that so that was her summer goal and she said it was been the, the best summer with her and her girls yeah. that she can remember because she made that she switched her social media to her girls that's amazing. That's amazing. And it's tough to do. I mean, can you imagine an influencer? I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I guess you have to no. do your in your, your
2: social yeah. media for
0: you or something. That's really she tough. Just let
2: go of it, which is very, very brave and very
0: bold. Yeah. yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. I love that. Oh, Lindy. Well, this is great. We'll give everybody your codes. Do you want to give the beta code on this one too? Yes. So so um, we've got the digital code, which if you want 30% off Enix studies digital, then you can type in happy H-A-P-P-Y three zero exclamation point, happy 30 exclamation point for 30% off digital. And then Lindy's got this great beta thing going on with actual paper, paper copies that are arriving at your home in your mail which is fantastic and which I use and left. So go ahead and give us that code, Cindy. Yeah. So
2: for the beta testers, for um, those who are helping us for the next little while to try and figure out some of our website stuff before we go public Um, and anybody can be a beta tester. It's just with the idea that there's going to be some bugs. There's going to be things that we're working out. There may be out. a few hiccups on our way. Yes, to yes. To your there. product might be a little late or there might be some weird things on the website that we need to fix. So our beta testers, um, you would. the code is, and this is just for the physical product. It's beta, B-E-T-A, 25 off, 25 O-F-F. So beta 25 off. And that will, if you help us during this time and be a beta tester, then that code is good for the life of your subscription. So if you keep your subscription for four years,
0: you'll have 25% off for four years. Woo woo. It's <laughs> awesome. We love it. I hear more about all of our love for Lindy and her amazing products. You can just be listening to most of our episodes that are the recent few months or so lindy's our little spoonful spirit on the end there so you can hear a lot of the different lessons that we've talked about and all the neat things that she's doing so thank you so much lindy was there anything else you wanted to add or is that good no that's that's it thank you hillary